With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the AwesomeO.com NFL strategy show. First look at ownership, top stacks, all of that good stuff heading into week 15 as the season rapidly wraps up here. Going into one of the final few weeks of the season, we got a lot to get into. Maybe not the strongest running back position this week. The top of wide receivers is loaded if you watch yesterday's first look show with Ben Rasa, Jordan Vanek, and myself. But today we're flipping the page, taking an entirely different look, a fresh look at the week 15 slate. I'm Dave Lockren at Laffy underscore D on Twitter, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D for those of you podcast listeners. Joined by Matt Gajeski at Matt underscore Gajeski. That's G-A-J-E-W-S-K-I. And Eric Linquist at Eric Linquist. What's up, brother? What's going on, guys? Uh, good to have the band back together. I mean, we're going to try not to go off the rails with Matt Gajeski, how ridiculous he is when it comes to pop culture. But I was thinking yesterday, because I watched Bad Santa. I was going through. We watched Home Best Alone Best Christmas too. movie out we, there, man. That and okay. Home Alone. Just absolute fire. The first 30 minutes of Bad Santa is unbeatable. It's just some of the funniest shit ever. But Matt Gajewski, what is your favorite Christmas movie? You guys aren't going to like the answer to some of these things I say. Usually when people like ask me what my favorite Christmas songs are, I tell them like Chief Keef stuff and stuff like that. And they just look at me like I'm crazy. What? So answer the question. Favorite Christmas movie. I guess Elf. I've only seen like two. Oh, that's okay. That's a fine. That's a fine fine answer. answer. You know what Ben's is? Uh, no. Should I know? Jingle all the way. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> With it's in Minneapolis, Schultz. based in Mall of America. It's pretty good, if we're being honest. Uh, yeah. Did somebody drop you on your head as a kid? On my head? Yeah, were they going <laughs> to drop you on someone else's head? How could someone drop me on my own head? <laughs> so good. Oh, Damn man. it, kid. What are you fucking with me? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, we're going to go off the rails. It just kind of yeah. is what happened. You did this, show. Eric. I know, but I was just curious because I, I didn't know if you actually had seen a Christmas movie or if the last one you saw was like How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the, the cartoon version. Here's a here's a here's a, a disputed take. One might say polarizing. Christmas Vacation is not the best Christmas movie, OK? It's good. 100%. It's good. 100%. And it's my, not the best Christmas movie. And everyone just immediately resorts to that as the best. Is it good? Yes. Do I enjoy it? 100%. Is it the best? Not the best, Eric. Oh, well, I'm telling you, my <laughs> I can't say that to my to my in-laws because every single day after Thanksgiving, we sit around and everybody wants to watch Christmas Vacation. And you just kind of are like, 
okay, I get it. They just find it to be the funniest, ridiculous movie of all time. And it's just not even close to that. It's not like Bad Santa. I will do every single time and twice. Every time. On, it's, I tweeted about it yesterday. Oh, you did? Yes. Yeah. With that oh. clip, that drop you on your head clip. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best. Look at you. Is that when they're driving? Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's asking him where the, the reindeer stay. He's oh, like in the garage. Yeah. Um, so good. <laughs> when he tries to, he puts the thing in his car and he's just like, <laughs> he, he, the kid comes out. Do you need anything? <laughs> Can I make you some sandwiches? Make you some sandwiches. How much lettuce? The normal amount? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> he's in the mountains visiting the talking walnut. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Jordan, Christmas Story is a classic. Don't hit me with that's not good. Come on. If you didn't grow up, watch, Matt, you grew up watching a Christmas Story, at least, right? With Ralphie? Dude. You'll shoot your eye out? Mm -hmm. no, dude, I've never seen that movie. What? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> when I... Thank you. him down the slide. Ho, ho, ho. Matt, you've never seen the Christmas Story? No. Wow. All right. Home Alone. I've seen there's like four of them. I believe I've seen the first one. That'd be funny if the only one you had seen is like the most recent. Is the one, one without <laughs> Macaulay Culkin? <laughs> my when I was a kid, my parents used to work on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So it would just be me and my brother. And we would just like walk to the gas station and play video games and stuff because we were alone. And then sure, I me too. But I mean, Goldeneye, quad screen, Goldeneye yes. upstairs. That was the life. Uh, can't be odd job yeah but nobody forced me to cheater. watch those movies so i never did i wasn't forced i enjoyed it yeah I'm, dude, i was from south dakota it's not like i lived any less of a sheltered life than you like I'm not it was saying it my was... life i'm not saying my life was sheltered nobody nobody like introduced me to that stuff oh you know what well, mike lawrence brings up a good point we should go in halves and buy matt the uh the leg lamp for his apartment matt you'll have to look it up is that the Gile. We're getting a very definitive no from Jordan Klein on the bottom here. No, I don't know what this lamp thing you're talking about is, but my apartment it's a has a great such, reward. My apartment has such a little space. This is actually a lamp has such little space that when I want to use my microwave, I have to bring it down off the top of my fridge and plug it in. And then when I want to watch TV, I have to put the microwave away and bring the TV out of the closet. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's great. Jago says Laffy's 100% a bad Santa guy. Yeah, literally every December, I tweet a yearly reminder for everyone to gather around the family uh, in the living room and watch Bad Santa. I mean, it's not exactly a, a family movie, but it should be. Um, my daughter's nine months old. By three years, she'll be watching that for sure. I'm anyway. just looking at this now. Did I miss this? Oh, so what? good. I just missed this. Yeah, the, the oh, yearly yeah, reminder, yeah. The, the, the clip. The great That's clip. so good. I mean, it's that whole clip. movie. It's just, it's absurd. It's just so absurd. You Could you make that movie in 2021? That's what sucks about 2021, right? All the, all the best movies. Serious question. All the best movies, like comedy movies, like 05 to 2012 or so, right? Mm -hmm. Super bad, bad Santa, um, wedding crashers, stepbrothers, old school. Yep. Those were great. Anyway, it's, those are the days. Those were good days. Those, those were great. Name the last good comedy you guys have seen. They don't exist. Mm. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been exist. a while.
If chat can give me one, I'll watch it. I've probably seen it and not enjoyed it. But yeah, those days are long gone. They'll come back. People soon enough, people will be like, I'm sick of this shit. Give me some good stuff once again. You know, I can be offended. And if I'm offended, I just won't watch. But yes, uh, you know, that's, that's the all. option. Bad so. Santa class. People are too busy TikToking now. Speaking of which, I'll be TikToking some NBA props today. Enjoy, everybody. Wrong segue. I like that. <laughs> Where are you TikToking at your own? Do we have an awesome TikTok or something? What are it's we a doing? combo. I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of getting myself out there in the world. You know, I'm so shy. I need to I need to find some outlets. I still refuse to download TikTok. Matt, you have TikTok? TikTok is awesome. You do it. You do it. You see, you you oh, you never cease to surprise me. I would not it's, think you were a TikTok guy. I TikTok is awesome, man. Do you TikTok? I don't post TikToks, but watching them is incredibly entertaining. A waste of my time, but very entertaining waste of my time. It is. I'll watch like <laughs> the, U- the YouTube reels, which are the same thing. You know, the shorts and like the Instagram. Yes. They all come from the same place. They just get re-uploaded everywhere. And I look at, after I'm done, I go, I just wasted so much of my life. It was Wait. addicting. I'm watching guys skimboarding in the city. Like. You know, <laughs> Matt, what's the last thing you saw on TikTok? Like, what do you watch on TikTok when you, you go? Like, what, what comes up on your feet? Tutorials. Oh, dude, all kinds of stuff pops up. You like the dancing stuff? You like the shuffle dance stuff up the steps? Like, that yeah, stuff? How could you? How could you not? I kind of do as well. Not going to lie. I mean, they're pretty good. All right. Should we talk football? No, I we really should. I'm, I'm crying on my head here. Matt Kajewski's life. My all life right. is awesome. All right. Steven says there's a lot of good comedy on TV, though. It's true. But, Actually, pretty, pretty decent. I mean, you think about Succession. Succession well, is like the best drama comedy at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Satire. Great show. Curb, Curb has been incredible this season. Curb is, yo, the water out of episode, its mind. Yes. Jordan. One Klein of the best agrees. episodes I've ever seen of Curb. Yeah. The, the voting one. Oh, yeah. God. But don't tell me like that ridiculous show, something of Al or whatever. Any basic television shows comedies right now are just absolutely crap so i don't know unless you got give me something i'll I'll check it out i'll give you my honest opinion matt i'll give you my honest opinion on running backs too this is the Ooh. weakest we've seen them in a long you like that this is the the weakest i've seen this position in a very long time and if ownership which is always in flux ends up being anything like it is when sunday hits as it is projected right now we're all chopping the millie three ways it's a disaster. I think it's the worst week I can remember. And it's not just at the low end. We've had a lot of value plays recently, but looking all the way to the top, our best running backs, as far as price are like Najee Harris, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley, J- Joe Mixon's had a lot of issues recently. He's just flat out not catching passes anymore. They're using some AJP Ryan. So that's an issue. You don't have any of the clear value plays. A lot of these guys we've been targeting in recent weeks have shown issues like Antonio Gibson just flat out got benched. If that's in his range of outcomes, you don't feel great there. And it goes all the way down the board. Even Javante Williams, he was still in a 50-50 timeshare with Melvin Gordon. And I don't anticipate them scoring about 18 rushing touchdowns again anytime soon. Yeah, I don't either. Someone said (laughs) Matt learned how to do the running man on TikTok. That'd be great. Can you do the dance? Think of you. Have you have you been tempted to try the dance moves that you've seen on TikTok, Matt? Honest, honest question. Yeah, of course. I, I live alone sometimes in my apartment. I try them out. I was carrying my phone in my pocket and it fell out and shattered on my floor when I was trying one. Are you, is this real? Yeah, 100% real. 
by myself. Which, which, hold on, hold on. Which one were you trying? Dude, this happened like a couple months ago. So I like this didn't happen yesterday. I can't remember which one it was. Dude, this is so good. I don't know why I offer this stuff up to the internet. You're the most interesting person I've ever, ever communicated with. Eric, he's not ever seen the Christmas story. He's only seen Home Alone 3, not <laughs> he one He breaks or two. his phone on the floor, but he's talking. He's recording it. The shuffle dance in his apartment. Oh, shit. Oh, no. That's so great. All right. We got to talk football here. And yes, Artie, the office, of course. But the office falls exactly into that time period that I was talking about. You could not put the office out today. No way in hell. It's one of the best shows ever. But you could never make that today. Hey, hit that thumbs up, too. We're actually going to dive into it now. If you haven't done so yet, Mm -hmm. appreciate you bearing with us. As always, when we kick this show off, hammer that thumbs up. It helps us greatly feed that algorithm and keep the YouTube overlords off our back and subscribe to the channel. We're at 68,500. We're cruising, man. We're going to hit 70K very soon. I think we'll be there by eight or nine days from now. And if we get there, maybe we'll do a big giveaway just to thank you guys for stuff. Some free merch, maybe some of these hats, some awesome hoodies, EMAC 2024 stuff. We'll see. I gave away some free stuff yesterday on the show. Uh, as well, just kind of impromptu. And if you want to join, hit that join down below, get the emojis, the custom badges, the shout outs, the free super chat each month. And we'll always prioritize your questions along with everyone else in discord. Let's start at running back. Uh, Matt broke it down a little bit before we got into his running man routine. Eric, what are you doing at the top right now? If these guys really are going to be projected where they are in terms of ownership, like Gibson, Robinson, Gaskin, Ezekiel, Elliott, all towards the top. Yeah. I don't know how you could possibly possibly feel good about anything at running back but generally that's really good for tournaments i think you got to be able to get away from some of this roster ship that we have at the top james robinson it's been the most ridiculous two weeks possible you have trevor lawrence say we need him on the field more and then you just have urban meyer saying nah no i'm pretty much going to just have him stand next to me that's going to work out really well for us and so uh, i don't know him getting the most roster ship right now is just confusing to me 5400 going up against houston it's the spot jacksonville uh i mean they're favored in this game is that real life like it's it's just one of the more confusing weeks here for some of the top uh, owned guys here saquon barkley coming off of a week where he finally wasn't a complete disaster 16 carries got a little bit of volume there against the chargers even in a blowout and then antonio gibson with the benching i mean those are three guys if you just add up their their ownership there 28 16, what is that? It's going to be right around 44% that you're looking at there. I think it's going to be something that we're able to get away from here and really kind of spread it out. And there are just more paths to to getting different, I think, on this slate because you don't have a a Camara up at the top. You don't have an Eckler. You don't have these guys that it's obvious that you should probably be getting to some of. Um, I think you can really, really find ways to, to get different on this slate. Me too. Jordan Burkhart says, someone called the Seckies. We found the world's new most interesting man. <laughs> it's true. Very true. God. I, I think, Matt, at the top, the one guy, Najee Harris, it's funny. Everyone was, was salivating over that game the other night for Harris. Like, look what he's doing without, the, without a good line. It's like, yeah, that's awesome. You love to see it. But nobody wants to talk about the fact that it was the first time all season that he's done it. I mean, his longest run, he didn't have a single run north of 20 yards all season on over 215 carries coming into that game. 
Look, this isn't an indictment on Najee Harris either. I'm just saying to act like that last game was my God. Can you imagine? Can you believe what this guy's doing? Like, yeah. Can you believe what he did in the, the, the 14 or sorry, 13 previous games? That's a lot more believable. I still like him though against Tennessee. And the reason for that is Tennessee's offense is pretty stagnant right now. Derrick Henry ain't coming back anytime soon. AJ Brown out till at least week 18. And at least with somebody like Najee, there's going to be volume there. Now, is he a little bit expensive? I think he is. If he's coming in around like 10, 12% though, are you going to take the volume and say, okay, my 25 touches is good enough for like, he touched the ball 23 times last game and they were playing down two or three scores at one point. So what are you doing with Najee? Uh, right now, I think he's one of the better plays just based on everything you said. And I'm going to call it a lack of alternatives. Sure. When you, you look at players that actually have a locked in workload, who else are we really dealing with on this slate? I think Saquon is another player who has a locked in workload. But then from there, I think there's issues with every other back. You might see the return of McKissick in Washington. Gibson was benched as well. Miami has no clarity with all the backs on the COVID list right now. Eli Mitchell would be a play that kind of sits in the Harris range if he's active. Again, we don't know about that. James Conner is going to be reliant on the Chase Edmonds news. Again, he was not activated off injured reserve, but another week sitting, perhaps he's a little bit healthier and he can return to the lineup. And then even Joe Mixon, he's not receiving any pass catching work. So you go down the list of running back and there's little holes you can poke at each and every one of them. At least with Najee Harris, I know he's on the field every single snap. It's a close projected game. The total leaves a lot to be desired, but they're not huge underdogs. So he at least has game script working in his favor. He catches passes. And at this point, we just don't have anybody else to feel comfortable about. Eric, feel free to talk about Najee or whoever else you want to get into as well. But uh, on the other side of this game, I, I do. And Ben was talking about him last uh, yesterday. You and I talked about him quite a bit last week. Deontay Foreman was fine, too. Right. I mean, he wasn't yeah. great, but he wasn't going to kill you on that slate either. Uh, Pittsburgh's run defense has been so bad that they're now allowing five yards per carry on the season. Is there just too much of a, a three-way split in Tennessee, or could you see getting to both running backs from this game and Najee and Foreman on both sides? Yeah, I, I'd be happy to probably get to both sides of it. I mean, Foreman still 13 carries there, Jacksonville. They really didn't need to push him whatsoever right. there. So, I mean, you could he got off the field there in that fourth quarter and didn't really come back on. Um, let me find this. Yeah, it looks like he didn't play a lot in the fourth quarter, had two carries there, so... Uh, 4.1% here for him. I'm going back to it. 5,200. Didn't really see a price bump here whatsoever. 5,100 from last week. I think those are the kind of guys that sub 5% you're going to really want to be taking shots on. And uh, for me, I would say the big news that we have of the running back position is there's a legitimate chance that you don't have Connor or uh, Chase Edmonds here. And, and looking at Eno Benjamin getting a $400 bump ancillary from, uh, from 4K from the men to 4,400 in anticipation of it. Connor got hurt on that last play on Monday night. And, you know, uh, I will say Cliff also said that he wasn't exactly thrilled that he was having to use James Connor as much as what he did in that game. So I think that there's a little bit of coach speak to say that, you know, if Chase Edmonds ends up not being on the, on the field, even uh, I think that there's a path here for somebody that, that we just saw get hurt there at the end of that Monday night game. And, you know, Benjamin is going to be somebody that kind of enters the conversation that I haven't heard his name yet. I like that. Look, I, I think Edmonds does play, um, but if he doesn't, yeah, there's that's a, a no-brainer. 
But how about this, though? If Edmonds is active, granted, he was a game-time decision. Mm-hmm. Kingsbury's been weird about Murray and Hopkins, though. You know, every week he's hopeful, and then these guys hadn't played. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget, Chase Edmonds is 5,100. If James Conner sits after having that MRI on his ankle, it's a great point. I'm glad you brought it up. Mm-hmm. 5,100 for Chase Edmonds against the Detroit Lions, who have allowed, what, seven or eight receiving I think touchdowns. both running backs are viable. I mean, that's the thing. We just sure. saw Javante, and we just saw sure. Javante and Melvin Gordon. I'm not saying this is going to be a pound-the-ball situation for Denver, but they're 13-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Like, yeah. this, is, this is a ridiculous spot. I already bet Detroit plus 13-and-a-half, so there's that. Uh, it's kind of a disturbing feeling, but... For DFS purposes, I don't see how we don't look at this as a, a spot where James Conner was so involved in that offense. For me, it just comes down to like, I, James Conner off the field is a big deal. And I think that there could be a 50-50 there. And I'm probably going to be taking shots on both those guys in the event there's no Conner. Matt, where are you at on this Arizona backfield? If Conner sits, I think Edmonds becomes the stone chalk of the week. I do not think it's a 50-50 split. They haven't used Eno Benjamin at all this year. And the only thing that makes me think that it might be a split is just the drastic game script that Arizona could be playing with. They're two touchdown favorites. And I, they like Denver has historically shown a history of using two ball carriers. Arizona has not with when it's, Eno Benjamin involved, like they'll split James Connor and chase Edmonds, but Eno Benjamin hasn't been involved whatsoever. And he has an overlapping skill set with Edmonds. They're both smaller scat backs who catch the ball. So I don't know yet. This is all going to depend on the status of Edmonds. Hopefully we'll get news. I'm not really going to buy anything Cliff Kingsbury says. I hope Schefter or somebody, a more reliable source, can maybe give us the full go on Edmonds. Otherwise, there's a chance it could be a timeshare. I'm just not sure right now, but history suggests that it won't be. Matt, I want to ask you about Miles Sanders, too. Um, <clears throat> really a mixed bag with him. And he, he, he got hurt last game. They were up at that point. It, the game was pretty much in hand. They just smoked the Jets in the second half. But as a lot of people might look and go, okay, he had 20 fantasy points. It was a solid game. He still didn't score. 24 carries, though, for Miles Sanders. That is a monster, monster workload for that game. Now, granted, Boston Scott was active, but we had a good feeling he wasn't going to play. Jordan Howard was still out. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure how much that matters. I still think Miles Sanders, when fully healthy, is that guy. I know he has the Q tag. But he's had two weeks to rest now. He said he'll be good to go. I'm always hesitant to get there at this stage of of, of the season. But what do you make of him if he ends up coming out and is the clear lead back against the Washington team that's been decimated by both injuries and COVID lately? Yeah, I think it's going to come down to who's available for Philadelphia. They've historically used a timeshare with Miles Sanders through most of the year, and they just got some negative feedback. The first time they use him in a bell cow really goes down with an injury. Not exactly the most enlightening thing for this offense. Mm -hmm. In this price range, I'm honestly a little more enticed by a guy like A.J. Dillon, who's going to be in a timeshare for sure. But it's an explosive Green Bay running attack. And it's the kind of like time of year where A.J. Dillon's actually taking on a larger workload compared to Aaron Jones. They're huge favorites. And Aaron Jones is basically the third down back at this point. He'll come in in the red zone occasionally and catch passes. But A.J. Dillon's the banger they use. I think he has a lot of touchdown expectation. That game doesn't have a great total, but again, they're touchdown favorites over a Baltimore team who continues to lose players to COVID. I like that. The only thing I don't like is that it appears Aaron Jones is being used to spell Dylan now, but also is the primary pass catching back. So mm-hmm. Dylan has is very capped by what we get in the red zone. And I don't know. He had two opportunities, Eric. 
at the goal line, missed both of them, and then Jones came in to punch it in. But it's not like Dylan didn't get those goal line shots. It's just Jones finished the job. Yeah, I mean, this is just I was I'm glad you brought him up because A.J. Dillon was the guy I wanted to talk about the most here because he's fifty seven hundred. You know, he's he's not exactly free to be going towards him, but definitely getting the the massive workload here, just carrying the football. And, you know, he hasn't eclipsed 100 yards, which I always like to see kind of in this situation, especially when you know that they're going to be getting the lion's share that carries simply because recency bias won't kick in for other people. Sub 5% for both of these guys. I think they're both viable for tournaments going up against a Baltimore team that, you know, is most likely going to be without Russell or uh, without Lamar Jackson here. I got to be feeling pretty confident about uh, AJ Dillon's workload and Aaron Jones's red zone role. I think that there's viability to both. I think it's very difficult to just say I can predict exactly which one's going to come to fruition. But uh, as it stands right now, having a cheaper AJ Dillon for only 1% more and knowing that the 100 yard bonus is very much on the table for a guy who's getting 2015 carries in the Green Bay offense, I think he would be my priority of the two. You know who actually intrigues me more than both of them? Uh, more than Miles Sanders, more than A.J. Dillon. <clears throat> you guys probably aren't going to like this either. Probably but not. it's uh, it's Devonta Freeman. Definitely don't like it. That's Definitely don't, right? Yeah, it's painful. Like, let even just you, hearing let that. You, let me tell you why. Is it 2014? No, name the last running back on the Ravens that has been targeted as much as Devonta Freeman has over the last nine weeks. It's true. I'm saying go back. Justin go, Forsett. What's that? Justin Forsett. <laughs> When was that? I don't know. <laughs> He's picking up shit. No, seriously. Like he has more targets in the last nine weeks than Dobbins had all of last season. I think he has mm-hmm. around the same combined that Dobbins and Gus Edwards had all of last season. No. It's it's a really really interesting play if you think about it. You guys don't have to like it, but but hear me out here, okay? You might be without Ju- you might be without Lamar Jackson. We saw Tyler Huntley can actually run the football. He can actually run pretty well he juked like eight guys on one run the other day but uh hundley sorry so freeman over the last four weeks has 19 or sorry 18 looks 13 attempts five targets then 14 attempts eight targets 16 and one that was in that low scoring game against cleveland 16 and six and 10 and four he's he's the clear lead back his mm-hmm. snap count is has swallowed latavius murray's up entirely um I, I'm not a huge fan of Devonta Freeman, but when you look at how he's involved in both phases of the offense, they have not used a running back in both the rushing game and the passing game like this since I can remember. I'm That's with all. you. I, I, I totally understand. No, I was being a little bit more facetious. Just because it's, it's gross of- that Devonta Freeman is still a thing in 2021. I get yeah. that. Then we have to have this conversation. I mean, we had this conversation about Adrian Peterson in Tennessee and yeah. now Seattle. We're having the conversations about crazy. Yeah. It's just strange. It, it's almost like this old guard of, of certain running backs are just going to always be there because they understand a certain system. And I mean, here's the thing. Freeman's still getting ownership right now. 8.7%. It's not like he's at a flat zero. And, you know, again, there are going to be spots that as the week goes on, people are going to really gravitate towards. I doubt Devonte Freeman is going to be the flavor of the week. So I think that that's a really good thing. And as you said, 69 and 66% of snaps now the last two weeks against Pitt and Cleveland, neither of them really necessarily being good spots. And now going up against a Green Bay team as a dog, Devontae Freeman, you got to be thinking, 
workload looks pretty decent here in this spot as well. And, you know, eight and five targets. We're definitely seeing some, some receiving volume. I just get very, very concerned when it's a sub 20 total. It's already around 10% ownership. I think it's really going to come down to how much do other people like him by the end of the week? Because if there's nobody on him, yeah, he's definitely worth it. But around 10%, I just, I think there's just so many other paths uh, that have higher upside. I don't want him at 10%. I don't think right. he's going to be 10% though. I, I probably agree with that. Matt, where are you at on some of these other guys we haven't talked about, maybe potentially lower on? Most of them, I think I'm going to be out on, unfortunately. Like Cordell Patterson, he's just not being used on any sort of pass catching downs anymore. He's just a two down base back. Situation's a complete disaster. And then so much of it is injury related. Like you might get some chalk in Chase Edmonds. You might get some chalk in Eli Mitchell. If he's healthy, he's the only back that Kyle Shanahan has shown any reliance on this year. Debo being back hurts that a little bit, but Eli Mitchell's still more involved as a pass catcher. He's been dealing with a concussion. So as long as he can pass protocol, it's not, this is pretty black and white. We should know ahead of time whether he's going to play or not, but it'll come down to practice this week. He's probably my favorite guy. And I think he's the most likely to be chalk outside of Chase Edmonds without James Conner. Tulsa dog. Yeah. We're going to have a strategy show for the Saturday slate for sure, man. And I think we might have, I think we're going to have two live before locks, a main slate one for both games. And then we'll have a, a showdown live before lock for the, for the night game. So we got you covered. No doubt. Um, I, Michael Carter's ownership right now seems very high. If, if, if he was lower owned, I think I'd have plenty of interest in him. If he came in and was just a clear lead back, that would have been something that I'm, I'm willing to get to. Uh, I I'm not in love with it at that price at all. I want to ask you about one more guy, Eric, and it's not a good matchup. Although James Conner just crushed him through the air, <laughs> but Rashad, I, I have to ask you because Pete Carroll said he deserves to, to, he'll be the lead back. Well, he deserves the chance to be the primary option, which who knows what the hell that means. But uh, yeah, Rashad Penny coming off a really solid effort. He's 5,400 yet another one of those mid five K guys we've been talking about. <sighs> Uh, this is probably the thing that I'm the most frustrated about from last week, because I, I, I probably wouldn't have changed anything about my process except for, well, how do you how do you ever go out and trust Pete Carroll? I mean, we've seen this throughout the years. It's so difficult to be able to uh, honestly evaluate anything that has to do with this football team. Uh, we've always been looking for more passing attempts from Russell Wilson, and then they'll just you know, hand it off 30 times. And then we're looking at situations like this where there's coach speak saying he's going to be a bigger part of the offense and against the Texans. Yeah, that's a very obvious spot to, to be like, uh, yeah, we want to be invested there. I didn't see 16 carries in his future. I will say it was two explosive plays that really got him to, to put up that RB1 performance. And yeah, I have a little bit of FOMO from last week here and maybe I'll try to make him a little bit of a thing, but Completely different situation. This Rams team now, we just saw them against Arizona. You had Von Miller now into the mix here, who he wasn't on the field a whole heck of a lot here for this defense. Aaron Donald is just mowing over dudes. And, you know, maybe they try to slow it down and, and try to pound the rock a little bit here, not have Russell Wilson sit back there and let those guys get to him because that defense is just taking such a step up here, in my opinion that we're going to see uh, the Rams really start to, to ramp it up here towards the end of the season. I probably don't want to be going nuts with anything that has to do with Seattle, which again is a dangerous proposition. They get up in this game. You want to have runbacks. You want to have pieces on the other side, but I'm definitely probably not going to make Rashad Penny a thing. I'm with you. If he was really involved as a pass catcher, you could probably, you know, twist my arm 
because I know he's going to be out there. And there, if there wasn't a Collins and all of these other guys in the backfield, and if there wasn't a Pete Carroll, but yeah, Matt, uh, last thing here, I, I, sorry, I, I want to get to all these important points because we're doing this for the viewers. Miles Gaskins getting around 15% right now. Does that seem high to you even against the jets? Yeah. Malcolm Brown is back. He shouldn't be this high. Okay. <laughs> Simple enough. I'm with you. I, I just thanks for your be... long-winded explanation, Matt. Good does to it clarify. Re- does it require that. more, Eric? Do you it's have more point. to say about Miles Gaskin, who's <laughs> on COVID, and Malcolm Brown? Do you have more to say? As this Jordan is an hour say, show, dude. Sassy. Come on, and we're on running back with 20 minutes left. People think. What do you? That what you else do I... you have? What else do you have to say about Miles Gaskin? I would love to hear it, uh, Matt. To be fair, we're always around this point. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At 20 minutes left because we spend a lot less time on receivers and tight ends. But that's fine. If he has more to say on Miles Gaskin, I would love to hear it. Yeah, Miles Gaskin. What do you have to say on Miles Gaskin, dude? Well, he can definitely have more of the receiving volume, I would say, than Malcolm Brown. Never traditionally going to be a problem for me. uh, Miles Gaskin is massive ceiling performance, which is what we're targeting in tournaments going up against Tampa Bay. That's always kind of something nice to see. He's definitely going to be a stay away as popular place. I think that's probably the theme of the running back position is embrace some of the volatility because people don't know shit about the running back position and trying to evaluate these guys in this spot. And I'll say that again, he's in a timeshare. There you go. Good talk. Yeah. I'll embrace the volatility at 15%. I'll embrace the volatility and and just get away from miles Gaskin. If he's that high up. Same. Hey, prizepicks.com. Pretty sweet site. You guys already know. A lot of you guys play there. We get screenshots from it all the time. But uh, the biggest thing right now that we're doing, and I told you, Eric, last week, I didn't even know we were doing. Nobody even told me, man. Such a shame. I know. Maybe I should have checked it for myself. Yeah, it's generally your job, but it's fine. Well, kind of. Technically, it's not. Technically, it's not. Joey Corman. Coming for him. (laughs) Now, I probably should have looked. If you sign up at Prize Picks using the link that Jordan Klein is going to put in the chat, the link that should be in the description, you get a free month of Awesome O Plus Platinum. Everything on the site, ownership, top stacks, player projection, boom, bust tool, lineup builder. You can get the Fantasy Cruncher add-on on top of that. Phenomenal, phenomenal uh, tool that you need to have if you're playing many lineups every day or every week. All of that entirely free, $90 value, football, basketball, hockey, uh, MMA, PGA, eSports. If there's if there's contests out there, we've got content for them. We also have all of the player prop projections that you can use over at Prize Picks. 
They have an insane menu of sports to choose from. And it's very simple. It is player prop lineups that you're putting in, whether it's two, three, four, five, right? There's no juice on the over or the under. You're just picking the over or the under. Use oddshopper.com. Use our player uh, prop projections in order to get the biggest edge that you can find. You can do five uh, <clears throat> players or five props to a lineup, 10x your entry fee. You could do four in a power play. And if you hit all four, you 10x as well. But the great thing, and I say this every time, this is why prize picks is somewhere that you should be playing. You should be uh, getting some action in every day. If you hit four or five on the five prop uh, lineup, you still two extra money. You're not going to get that on a traditional parlay literally anywhere else, okay? You, even if you hit three, you're still getting money back. Check it out, prizepicks.com. Download it in the App Store, Google Play Store, wherever you want. Use that link. Get a free month of Awesome O Plus Platinum as well. All you have to do is sign up and deposit for the first time. I don't even know if there's a – yeah, I don't even think there's a limit on the deposit either. So just take advantage of that. An entire month, everything on our site, totally free by signing up and depositing at Prize Picks. And I'll do you one better. Use the promo code AWESOMO when you do, A-W-E-S-E-M-O. You'll get a $100 first match deposit bonus when you do. I mean, you'd be crazy not to take advantage of this if you're not already at Prize Picks and if you don't already have a premium sub at AWESOMO. PrizePicks.com, sponsor of the strategy show. Matt, wide receiver stacked up top. Cooper Cup, Devonta Adams, uh, the new lead running back for San Francisco and no longer wide receiver Debo Samuel, Stefan Diggs. I mean, it's, it's really weird, right? But anyway, uh, it's it's loaded up there, particularly Cup and Adams. How do you not love them this week? Yeah, it's really hard not to. And I think you want to prioritize at least one. With the way running back looks right now, my first instinct on the slate as a whole is to pay up for receiver and then just take two of these timeshare backs, whoever ends up being the best one throughout the week, depending on COVID and injuries and then stacking the top of this receiver position because it does come with such opportunity cost. If you leave guys like Cup, Adams, whoever it may be out of your lineup, I think you're already putting yourself at a significant disadvantage. So these are players I obviously want. Cup, there's not going to be Odell Beckham, presumably. I mean, he has the chance to potentially test negative twice, but it seems very unlikely at this point. The Rams are in like this, I don't know what the hyper lockdown is right now, but I'm just hoping Cooper Cup's not a close contact with Beckham or anything at this point. But even if Cooper Cup misses the game for whatever reason, Devontae Adams right there, nearly the same price. The workloads have been the same. It's just Green Bay. They prefer to run the ball a little bit more than LA. So the raw volume, not quite as good for Adams, but anytime you can get him at somewhat lower ownership, 14% I'm seeing right now, that's a number I'll take. The total is just a little bit lower in that game. But to your point, the top of the position, extremely, extremely stacked right now. It's loaded, Eric. I don't really know what, what else to say about it. I agree with everything that Matt Kajewski just said. See, we're symbiotic. <laughs> we, are, we are living in harmony here on the NFL ownership show is the way I look at it. <laughs> Trying real hard for to animosity. No expenses need. over there. Yeah, I didn't. He's he's a lover, not a fighter. That's what it is here. Um, I, I definitely don't have anything to add to Cooper Cup. What is there to add to a dude who just continues to, you know, only one game without 10 plus targets uh, continues to smash in like the most ridiculous fashions. Uh, just play Cooper Cup a lot. And I, th I think you move on with your day. Devontae Adams, $100 less there. That's going to be interesting. It's probably going to be half the, the ownership of Cooper Cup. And we know his kind of upside in this offense. It's been really, really pronounced here of late. It's uh, starting to get back that that one two punch you have with him and Aaron Rodgers. So a massive upside there. It shouldn't be too hard to probably play both, especially we just got news. Rex Burke heads out. So David Johnson chalk week. Yay. Everybody, everybody signing Is up for that. Is he going to play? 
Uh, I'm assuming so. He doesn't have any injury designation right now. Okay. That I'm looking well, then at. he must have been. Ta- he was on the COVID list. I thought. Okay. Yeah, he, I, he's got nothing next to him right now. So as he far was as activated. I know, you're right. He's activated. Okay. Good. So David Johnson, you know, that's going to be a source of savings you can find here. Stephon Diggs. So long as Josh Allen is good to go here, he's uh, he's been practicing with his sprained foot, uh, which you know doesn't exactly sound good to me, but. You know, this is an absolute must win for Buffalo here uh, at home against Carolina. I, I'm assuming there's nothing that would keep Josh Allen off of the field. Um, but, you know, even limited Stefan Diggs is the number one there. I, I want to invest in that. That upside is going to return in some of these uh, in some of these scenarios coming down to the end of the season. So I think all four guys here at the top of the board, even Tyler Lockett, uh, truly kind of extending as the number one here in recent weeks, uh, whether it's because. DK Metcalf likes likes to have foursomes and Russell Wilson frowns upon that. I don't know the reasoning, but Tyler Lockett at 7K. I mean, it's kind of fascinating to see that he's at 10% because I would expect that to come up a little bit as a run back here from these Rams pieces, but uh, we shall wait and see. I can't wait for that David Johnson, uh, Royce Freeman split. Against Jacksonville, though. I mean, it's going to happen. People are going to roster those cats. Uh, I know. You kind of have to have interest. I know. I, I hear you. Look, value is going to open up this week. It's going to happen. It's just, are, are you guys seeing the amount of positive tests that are coming in? It's, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Eric said yesterday, unless they're sick, don't test them. And I agree. I said that. No, <laughs> it's like, what? I said it. <laughs> okay. I, said, I said it. And you gave me the side eye is what happened. I gave you the like, Hmm, we should probably, you know, or hmm, you know Dude, what? Maybe he's hmm. on to something. <laughs> I don't know. Vaccinated, asymptomatic. Let him play. <laughs> and it's, it's, I'm gonna go. You go ahead. I love me. I love making you guys uncomfortable. Well, I'm really not saying anything that crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, it's not that. I, crazy. I, I know it's not that crazy, but it's also one of those things where. People There's a lot upset. of other people that we think about here, Lafayette. We don't just people think about upset. the players themselves. It's fine. I know. Listen, man. I'm empathetic. I had COVID. Jordan, Jordan just left. left. Jordan just left. <laughs> um, Wee. Hey, uh, anyway, I, I, Matt, tell me if I'm, if I'm crazy or not. Let me say what I'm going to say first. Uh, Cooper Cup. And Devontae Adams. First of all, there's no way. We have Rodgers projected around like 2% right now. That's coming up. Hands down. No way. It doesn't happen. Baltimore secondary is decimated. They've allowed more plays of 40 and 20 plus yards this season than any other team. I would be shocked. If Aaron Rodgers comes in at that ownership, I'll have him everywhere. I don't care if his toe hurts. All right. But should Devontae Adams not be getting more ownership than Stefan Diggs just based on his role in the offense and his overall dominance every single week? I would think so. They're they're pretty different in terms of price. I understand why Adams is not as owned as Cup, even though the target shares are pretty similar. Sure. Again, it's it's the the run rate for Green Bay. They're just slower overall, and LA is going to throw the ball incessantly. So that makes sense to me. But right now, with Diggs coming in at higher ownership, I think it makes sense from a price perspective. But then when you take a step back and you look at really what Diggs has done this year, he doesn't have any of those ceiling performances. Buffalo spreads the ball a lot or or spreads the ball around a lot as a passing attack. And Josh Allen's doing a lot with his legs right now. So they just haven't had the same ceiling. 
that makes me think that Devonte Adams would be a much better leverage play than Stefan Diggs. If you're just talking about receivers in the expensive range, and I, I want to just isolate this to like Cup, Diggs, and Adams, I would rather play Adams over Diggs in a vacuum right now with their current ownerships. Okay, yeah, I got that. What do you make of the Miami pass catchers right now on a, on a team that should score points, but I mean, two is averaging like he's got an A dot of two. Since he's returned from injury. It's so weird that you literally brought up the situation that I wanted to bring up because Jalen Waddle exists and Jalen Waddle's back in the fray. And we should like that coming off of a bye here. Uh, There's no way around it. Like Devontae Parker is going to garner some attention here as well. I think that they should. This Jets defense is just putrid. They're abysmal. But it is clear for me that Waddle 6,600 I, I can't believe that he's getting 12.5% compared to Parker's 14.1%. I mean, Parker is going to be a, a staple of cash games. I, I just get that feeling. I mean, uh, he was sub 4K. We all kind of assumed the role was going to return here for him at 3,900, and it did. Five for 5.62. That was serviceable for cash, 11.2 there. I'm assuming you're probably going to need one more piece of savings in order to get Cup, Adams, or Cup, dig some combination of the duos uh, at the top end of the board here. And Devontae Parker really does, but for tournaments, that just makes Jalen Waddle really stick out for me. We've seen some massive upside games, and sure, you know, a lot of it is just having a rushing touchdown in week 11, adding a, a, pat, a receiving touchdown his first since week six. Uh, but that's uh, Tua back is, is still an upgrade to this offense, and uh, we've been seeing that here in recent weeks. He's really started to turn it on, and I'm feeling pretty confident. Double-digit targets of Jalen Waddle. He can make some plays. 6,600, it's a payoff to be contrarian. But I, I would be shocked if at 12.5%, because of how much interest I think Parker gets, I'd be shocked if people wanted to get two Miami pass catchers in the same lineup. So I think Jalen Waddle is going to really stick out for tournaments come Sunday. That's fair. I, the fact that Tua won't throw the deep ball at all, though, kind of sucks. Like, I, I don't know how much explosiveness is in this offense, but you might be right about this, Eric. I, I'm definitely open to that interpretation of it. Uh, I do, I do, however, worry, Matt, that this Miami team will kind of just slowly move the ball down the field efficiently, but slowly and not make any huge splash plays. And you'll get some decent games, but will you have slate-breaking games for Miami? What do you think? I think a lot of the reason why they have to throw the ball underneath is they have one of the worst offensive lines in football. I actually think it's smart play calling on their part to try to get the ball out of Tua's hands quickly so sure. he's not under pressure making bad decisions. So I don't have a problem with the offense. It's just you need a lot of receptions for these guys. And between the Miami receivers, I do agree with Eric that Waddle is the more likely to receive those receptions, first of all. And then he has the ability to break one, maybe go down the field, get a lot of yards after catch on one of those opportunities. It's still a price thing, but Waddle, I, I cross-referenced our projections when Eric brought this up to see if he was actually a poor play. And he doesn't project that much worse than the other players in this range. He's narrowly behind DK Metcalf and DJ Moore. We'll have to see about DJ Moore status, but overall Waddle, I think he's right in the mix. And if he's going to come in with lower ownership, I'm okay with it because of his ability as a player, even if the low ADOT targets are there and they're, he's not getting targeted down the field. I think Waddle's is still, still the kind of player that could do something with them. What do you guys think about, um, Brandon Cooks this week. It feels, it certainly feels, Eric, like, listen, Davis Mills targets this guy at a 30 plus percent clip every time he's starting. It's absurd. And I, I, he was the run back. I had a lot of Russell Wilson. I was over the field on that. 
uh, by a pretty drastic amount. And Brandon Cooks was the only guy that I felt re- remotely uh, comfortable running it back with. I know Jordan caught a touchdown uh, in that early. Uh, Blevin Jordan, is that his name? The, yeah. the tight end from Houston. Yep. He caught that touchdown. He Brevin was the first touch. Brendan Jordan, thank you. No, Brevin. Brevin. Yeah, there you go. Normal names. So I I like Brevin Jordan uh, as somebody that you could possibly try to mix in as a tight end randomly. But uh, Brandon Cooks is definitely the run back here with with a a number of pieces from from that Seattle game last week. And he's definitely the only piece from Houston uh, that that is going to jump up at the top of the board here. I mean, maybe David Johnson in the aftermath of Rex Burkhead being ruled out. So weird that that matters. But against Jacksonville, everything matters. I think Brandon Cooks, as you're saying, he's getting targeted at a very, very high clip with Davis Mills there at quarterback. Hey, it's almost like you should throw the ball to your best playmaker and and make things happen. So I think he's fine. Uh, He's sub 10% right now. I I would definitely be over the field on that if the slate started now. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I agree. Brevin Jordan, the one thing that concerned me was his snap share and routes run. He was targeted at a really high rate for just being when he was on the field, but they still use a lot of tight ends. So I'm not sure if that's just noise with him. And if Brandon cooks go like Brandon cooks still has good volume either way, but I I think there's a chance that maybe it's even higher just with some of the noise in that Brevin Jordan game. I'm not really buying it just yet. Again, Brevin's a rookie. So maybe he does see a larger workload at the cost of Brandon cooks, but ultimately man, it's so hard for me to click Brandon Cook's name every single week, knowing it's Davis Mills out there throwing him the ball. It's like this mental block I have, and I don't know how to fix it. Although, dude, did you see Davis Mills line from last game? Is the best game of his career, not only in the NFL, but also in college. He never played a game. He never played a game like that in college. Really? Yeah. Well, he only played like nine games because he had four season ending injuries. Oh, really? What were they all knee injuries or something? Yes. I love that you know that. He's torn his ACL three times, I think. Really? Yes, at least twice. Wow. Nice. 33 for 49. He only threw one touchdown, but 331 yards against Seattle. I mean, if you could get even close to – if you could tell me Davis Mills is going to give me 250, 260 yards, and I know the supporting cast around him, not named Brandon Cooks, I'll I'll begrudgingly get to Brandon Cooks every single week. It's just the way it is. Plus, it's Jacksonville. So this game's either going to be 10-7 or like 31-27 because neither team can stop each other because they're so bad. I don't know. Do you guys like any other uh, low-owned? I'll throw out two low-owned guys, and then Eric uh, and Matt, give me a couple guys that you think might be viable. I I think Alan Lazard at 2% got a lot of work last game. If he really is that that discounted in ownership, his price is very reasonable. Again, Baltimore can't stop opposing passers right now. Uh, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I think he's a little bit too expensive, but he is a re- true deep threat on that team. If I'm stacking Green Bay, uh, I could go to Josiah DeGuara. I could go, obviously, Devontae Adams. But you have some nice secondary options to cheapen that stack a little bit with Lazard, MVS, or DeGuara, and that's a spot that I think I'll be getting a decent amount of. Uh, Eric, what are you looking at? Yeah, love that. Anytime you can get an Iowa State a uh, former just I, I love Alan Lazard and it sucks because he plays for the team that I hate the most in the world. So there you go. <laughs> AJ Green. Is that 49- your rival? Oh, uh, just the the Packers. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings yeah. rival. Oh, I you thought you were talking about Iowa State. Where'd you go to oh, school? I went to Iowa State. Yeah. Yeah. Alan oh, Lazard oh, played for him. Up, yeah. I love him. On your ro- Got it. OK. Now Got I it. hate him. Yeah, it sucks because I, I absolutely love that man more than anything. He helped build a program to prominence and 
you know, I, more, I, I, I give more love to, to guys like Lazard, guys like Montgomery than what I give to Campbell. Cause I think Campbell has kind of proven himself to be a little bit of a fraud. Is that right? Makajewski? Are we slamming hundred percent agree? Are we slamming that plus one and a half for the bulls? Are we, we slamming watch, it? We got to watch Clemson, man. They're going to have about 18 guys opt out. Oh, that sucks. Oh, I guess maybe. I, I'm still thinking about slamming plus one and a half. I, I just don't think there's any prayer that Iowa State beats Clemson in any kind of a scenario. But that's stuff you should be checking out Matt Kajewski for. I'm going to just plug him quick, you know, just to give him some love because we get along so well on these shows. AJ Green is my guy, <laughs> sub 5K. Uh, I absolutely love getting to AJ Green here Twisting in this spot. The knife. 10, 10 targets here. We've talked about some of the question marks we have here for the running game. James Conner, even if he plays, maybe, maybe limited. Chase Edmonds, of course, if he can return here, Eno Benjamin. Those are kind of some really strange options going up against Detroit, but uh, we want to be targeting everything going up against Detroit. And AJ Green on the field a ton, 60 plus percent of snaps here now the last three weeks. We're looking at him at sub 5K coming off of 10 targets in prime time. If he's really going to be around 2.8%, I'm in love with that. And I, it's so weird. I have such a mental block for some of these older players that it's just like, how is he still out there making things happen? But uh, yeah, maybe 10 targets is an outlier, but I still think he gets enough volume now. He's become a little bit more of a target here now, especially with Kyler Murray back. So I, I like getting to some AJ Green so long as that ownership stays low. And did you see the news that just dropped on DeAndre Hopkins? No. Not practicing, yeah. knee injury, real danger of missing uh, this upcoming game. And he was targeted double digit times last time. So well, AJ green chalk week, let's have fun. Probably. I, It'll probably be Rondale more chalk week. Cause people play him. And then Eric, you're still going to get AJ green at low ownership. So I love that. You might, you might be right. I, Everybody yeah, plays Rondale. Rondale's more on than AJ green every week, no matter what. And he always anytime sucks. you can play the guy who's playing less than 50% of snaps, you got to do it. But people yeah. do. Yeah, they do. Cause they, cause you watch him after the catch and he always has like that one or two plays that make it look like, Oh, he's going to break one. He's going to break one soon. And that he doesn't ever break one. They're on to him. Did you see how many times they just stopped him behind the line of scrimmage uh, on, on Monday night? It I mean, the thing lot. is he was two K on the showdown slate. So I think he was kind of forced into a lot of builds. It was so maybe people play. feel burned by it and then he doesn't end up popular, but Rondale Moore is just like a beloved son of the fantasy football community. Yeah, he was a fine play, but Matt, uh, he went to Purdue, right? Yeah. Yes. I believe like 80% in that big year that he had, 80% of his yards came after the catch. It was like, it was a very, very high number. You're right. It was around, it was maybe 75, but still, it was very close to that. So uh, I said last year that AJ Green was not washed and I looked like an idiot for it. But let me say, I'm not, AJ Green isn't AJ Green of 2017, but he looked pretty damn good. The other night, I'd be willing to get to AJ Green for sure, Matt. Do you have any uh, contrarian options you like before we uh, hit on tight end stacks and close this out? I feel like this shouldn't be contrarian, but we haven't really talked about Gabe Davis, and he's a Ooh, guy. I like love that. it, love it. I like that. I honestly think he's going to climb throughout the week, though. So by the end of the week, I'm not sure how contrarian this ends up being. But Emmanuel Sanders is not going to play in this game. Gabe Davis is going to fill in one for one. And he's been extremely productive when he's on the field. He's actually outproduced Stefan Diggs on the same volume. Again, a lot of noise in that. He's not going to actually outproduce Stefan Diggs, but he's 3,700. He's going to play in every down role in an explosive offense. Matchup's not great, but 3,700, you could do a lot worse than him. And I think he's a natural pivot off of your Devontae Parkers. I think that. that's a great, that's a great pull right there. No yeah. doubt. Uh, we talked about him Sunday quite a bit. And, you know, he, he really made sense on that slate. He was like my fourth highest wide receiver. I had Josh Allen, 
uh, highest owned quarterback and lost money. Riddle me that. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, Alan had 40 plus fantasy points in that yeah, game. I'm a fan. Hey, one more, one more time. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Uh, if you like this content, only takes a second, and we appreciate you greatly for that. Subscribe to the channel as well. We got tight ends and top stacks. Two quick segments here before we head on out. We'll do the Hall of Fame segment later today. I'm sure everyone, you, you're hosting some shows, Eric? Yes, sir. We've I'll had some on, bangers. Uh, we've had some bangers that we've inducted into the Hall of Fame the past two weeks. It's insane. Yeah, 90% Jordan Lockhart, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've had a ton, man. We've had a ton of big ones. A lot of guys. Oh, it's been incredible. Five, six figure caches, two guys punch tickets to the FFWC. Yeah, man. Doing so big great. things with, with the awesome avatars. I love to see it. Dave DeRemmer just continues to add like three to 5,000 every night. So showdown it's coat. It's just showdown smash. It's been a lot of fun. Tight ends. No real chalk, Matt. I mean, you've got Kittle who just, I mean, I love when people count this guy out and then you realize, wait, he really is that fucking good. And then there's <laughs> Dallas Goddard, who I think is just getting too much ownership and should not be the chalkiest tight end on the slate. But maybe you can tell me why I'm wrong. I, I can't. I don't view him as a drastically different play than like Tyler Higby, who's coming in much lower on Higby. He's going to have to clear protocols, but he'll have a lot of time he to did, do so. Right. He, he already he, did. He did. It was yeah. a false okay. positive, which is so yep. dumb that they wouldn't let him play even after knowing it was a false positive. He needed two game. days. He needed two more tests because of whatever. Oh yeah. God. I'm so done with this. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, it's not fair to him, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's not. I, it isn't fair, but like Odell's gone. You're going to see just a tighter distribution of targets. As long as Odell doesn't play in the game, you have to watch that. But from there, I think you're just going down, trying to correlate with your signal callers. One player I really like at low ownership is Fryermuth. He's just 2% owned right now. And there's all the negatives around Pittsburgh's offense, and they're not going anywhere. It's Roethlisberger. And they just can't really move the ball as well as they have in previous years. But Fryermuth has a fantastic role in the red zone. He's not expensive. He's 4,500. So he gives you that kind of natural pivot off like a Goddard. So as far as lower owned plays, I think he's my favorite right now. But I could also see getting to Dalton Schultz after a poor game. There's a lot of options. I love the Fryermuth call. And he's getting no ownership whatsoever right now. He His red zone targets recently have been through the roof ever. So if you take it since he started getting involved when Juju went down, I think it was after week six or week seven. And then Ebron's been out for a lot of that. <clears throat> if you were to just look at red zone targets throughout, you know, not just, not just uh, with, with Pittsburgh, but throughout the league, if you red zone targets, Pat Fryermuth is second in the league behind Cooper cup, pretty good stuff. And the interesting thing about him is he Roethlisberger went to him. On the final play of the game, best throw Roethlisberger's had all season, too. Tough grab, dropped it, but Fryermuth had already caught a touchdown. Uh, I like that a lot, Matt. What do you have at tight end for us, uh, Eric? Yeah, Pat Fryermuth is just fine by me. Uh, Dallas Goddard a lot less appealing now that you get Jalen Hurts back in there, already confirmed to be starting. So I think that, that kind of becomes a tougher sell for me. I think Zach Ertz really kind of becomes somebody at 5,400. Sure. Uh, it's a pure upside play, and if he's going to be low-owned here, if we have some indecision at other spots here, Detroit, you kind of want to be isolating as many pass catchers as possible. I like AJ Green, Christian Kirk, if you don't have DeAndre Hopkins out there. But if you have no Hopkins on the field, Zach Ertz, I think, will probably get steamed up a little bit. But the upside is definitely, definitely there. He proved that in week 11. 
I'll give you guys uh, one more. If his ownership is really as low as we're projecting it to be right now, I, I don't know how you don't have some interest, not you personally, but how we don't have some interest in Mark Andrews. I mean, the guy is a, a bona fide stud. I know that his price isn't super cheap, but he's 6,400, totally reasonable. There's a good chance they're playing from behind and have to throw. And it's not exactly like Tyler Huntley wasn't able to throw the football to him last time. Andrews was what, 11 for 11 last game, I think? 11 for 11, right? 11 for 11, 115 <clears throat> in a touch. With Yeah, with exactly. So if he really is coming in where we see him at right now, I'd be more than willing to get there. He had a 28% target share. Mark Andrews, to me, is perfectly fine. Like I said, DeGuara, I think, is fine down there at, at no ownership either. And I don't know, Matt, you're not buying into Brevin Jordan here down at, at that ownership against Jacksonville, huh? I think if he comes in with ownership, you can easily pivot because he still has a major concern with snaps and routes, and they've rotated tight ends all season long. It's pretty late in the season to change that. He's a rookie, so it's possible. But this is going to come down to ownership, and I just want to go the other way of the field because of the volatility. All right, let's wrap it up the way we always do, fellas, with the top stacks. Before we do, just a heads up, NBA ownership projections for an 11-game slate, totally free today. NHL ownership projections, also totally free. And if you want to get in on all the tools we talked about, maybe you already signed up for prize picks, but you still want to check out what we've got going on at Awesomeo, use the promo code NFL Strategy Show, all one word, all caps, at awesome.com slash join to get 25% off your first week, every sport, every tool on the site. And maybe you just want to check out NFL. You want to get the express pass. You love playing showdowns. Well, the express pass less than, I think it's less than $4 a week, every single tool for showdowns and a lot for main slate, but every tool for showdowns is included. Do it tomorrow though. Do it tomorrow because then you'll have Thursdays, Slate, you'll have two Saturday showdown slates. You'll have Sunday night football, Monday night football. If that's not worth it, I don't know what to tell you. These these tools have won us a lot of money. Alex Baker just took down 300,000 using these tools. Neil Orfield, what was it, like 350, 350,000? I don't know. They're good tools. The showdown tools are fantastic. And for uh, less than $4 a week, it's well worth checking out on the biggest showdown week of the season. All right, wrap it up with this. Favorite stack, favorite leverage stack. Uh, I already told you guys, if Green Bay is where they're at, they're just my favorite stack and my favorite leverage stack all rolled into one, Matt. Yeah, it's hard to get away from Green Bay and the Rams. The Rams in particular, there's one thing I want to highlight with Odell Beckham being out. And right now we have Odell Beckham projected in. So this is going to change depending on his status. Skyronic's the minimum price. So you can stack a Rams offense with Cup and Skyronic at a very cheap price. And normally... These Ram stacks are really expensive, but just a min price Skyronic gives you access point to other studs in the slate. So I'm not even sure you're limited to one of Adams and Cup. There's a chance I think you might be able to fit both depending on the construction of your lineup. And we see LA still with an extremely positive leverage score, 15%. Right now, they have a 23.5%, nearly 24% chance of being the top stack and Stafford coming in with just 8.5% ownership. Hard not to get there. I love it. And uh, you could see on the bottom, on the lower of the screen, you've got our highest leverage stacks, according to our top stack tool for week 15. Eric, what do you got? I, I'm all in Buffalo this week. I mean, this okay. is going to be a massive spot. So the, one of the underrated parts about this slate is that every single total is sit, sitting below that 50 meridian line. Uh, everything seems to look low. 43 and a half doesn't look that appealing, but the implied total is up around 27 here for Buffalo. I'm telling you right now, 
I'm happy and I, I almost would never play defense alongside it, but I truly think that this sets up as like a 35-3, 42-3 kind of schlacking. Matt Ruley, uh, we have the offensive coordinator that they just fired there in Carolina. They're now splitting uh, time between Cam Newton and, and Philip Walker here in this offense. It's completely ridiculous what they're up to. They're going into Buffalo here. I just see Buffalo putting the the absolute foot down on the throats of Carolina. I love the pass catchers. I love Gabe Davis. We had talked about him as a value piece on Sunday. Work came to fruition, playing a lot more snaps here in this offense. Uh, Cole Beasley, you know, he's always getting steamed up there. Definitely like the Gabe Davis side more, but I'm fine taking shots on both. And Stefan Diggs, somebody that at 7,700 makes it pretty easy to put those stacks together. You're getting positive leverage still here, uh, just slightly there. Yeah, Josh Allen is going to be popular and maybe he's a little bit limited running the football, which is never fun, but he has such massive upside. I think Buffalo blows the doors off of Carolina. I'm just going to be smashing that line. All right. I love it. We have a top stack show later in the week as well. So you can always watch that too. For more information, the top stack to ownership, all of our tools available too at awesome.com. But anyway, appreciate you guys hanging out as always. Remember, use that link in the description. If you want to get a free month of Awesome Mode Plus Platinum when you sign up at Prize Picks and get a $100 deposit bonus when you use the promo code Awesome And it's just a win-win right there. King Jacob, welcome to Team Awesome brother. Glad to have you here. The badge looks nice on you. That's a good way to close this out. Follow Matt at Matt underscore Gajeski, Eric at Eric Linkwist, me at Lafayette underscore D. And we'll catch you back here for the next one. Peace.